0: Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Moonshots Podcast. I'm your co host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by Mark Pearson Freeland for What is Episode
1: 72.5? This is a mystery, Mark. What is a foot? Oh, I'm excited because this is something special. This is something we haven't done before. It's a very, very small gift. That we wanted to give our listeners a present, if you will, to help them as they're working from home. Maybe there's a lot of people around the world who are isolated away. We want to promote and encourage everybody to go and check out our podcast and online course, bottomup.io. Uh, Mark,
0: everyone's probably thinking, hey, you know, we come along to the Moonshots podcast, we decode the world's best innovators and leaders, craftsmen, designers, product gurus, and we find inspiration and learning, Um, help help us understand a little bit, what's the difference between moonshots
1: and bottom-up? So what we try to do each week with our innovators is to draw life lessons and inspiration from our favorite innovators around the world. Michelle Obama, Melinda Gates, Ariana Huffington, and recently Bob Iger. We've got a load more coming down the line, so stay tuned for that. What we've also created is something that's a little bit more demonstrating and doing a deep dive into the practices of innovation. Now we're going to talk about mm. a few of the courses mm. that are live already. There's a number of other courses that are going to come later in the year. But today we wanted to share with all of our listeners of moonshots a little bit of a sneak peek into some of the courses.
0: Now now the most exciting thing for me about bottom up is it's the perfect companion to moonshots. <laughs> you know, if if moonshots is the intravenous uh, shot in the arm for inspiration and vision and seeing the future, bottom up is where you can get super pragmatic. And we do this through applied learning. So we break down real case studies and we really get into all sorts of great stuff like design thinking, rapid prototyping, agile, lean, and all the tool sets, all of the, the practices that make up innovation and Mark, I thought it would be really fun. There's there's actually nine courses that are all free at bottomup.io, so we're going to encourage all our listeners to pop over there and grab one of these courses. But, Mark, you and I have spent a lot of time crafting, writing, and producing these courses, and we live and breathe this stuff every day. So I thought it would be fun for us to pick some of our favorite bits from these nine courses that are all free uh, on bottom up. And I'll, I'll start sort of from the most recent one. And we did this big case study breaking down uh, how Revolut innovates. This is the big neo bank, what some might call the Amazon of banking. Um, and super relevant as they've just launched in the US and they've generated over 10 million customers in five years with very little paid advertising. They're a monster. I think they're going to be huge. And what I found really interesting as a practice that they had is that they didn't, when they launched the business, that they didn't just focus on early adopters. They went on the pre-early adopters. They found a segment, which interesting enough, they called the innovator segment, very small segment. But what they decoded from that that if they got the innovators, then they'd get the early adopters and then it would be like a snowball effect before they got the the mass market. And I thought this was really, really powerful uh, about Revolut. You've had a look at the Revolut Masterclass. What
1: impressed you, uh, Mark, about how Revolut innovates? Well, I think what's great about Revolut is how it's in your pocket. You know, there's a lot of trends now um, towards – Having banking available all the time. I think, in this particular world where we are now, with everybody in more of an isolated working style, I think these neo banks and, and these new startups and so on, with Revolu being one of the more prevalent ones, it's amazing how suddenly banking is so accessible to me. It's so um, open, it's so uh, much of a relief, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and what's great about Revolut is is beyond any just normal bank. It's a full financial services platform, and that's the vision. Mm-hmm. And so, there's a lot to get out of the the Revolut case study. So, if you go and listen to the podcast, we'll be uh, launching. Um, our Revolut series in the bottom up uh, podcast soon. So just go to bottomup.io if you want to grab that, or if you want to grab the case study, jump into that course. It's really good. But we also recently did our top five emerging technologies. And I think, Mark, what we might do at the end of this show for Moonshots, we might play one of our episodes from bottom up on the top five emerging technologies. Um, I think what was really interesting is we picked Digital Workplace as one of our top five emerging technologies for the year, and this was pre-COVID, right? Yeah. I mean, and with the benefit of hindsight, this was a bit of a slam dunk, this pick, because everyone's trying to work out how to work from home, and that means you need a digital workplace. Um,
1: what else did you like about the the top five emerging tech, Mark? Well, for me, and it's always going to be something that's interesting to me because of our connectivity it's 5g you know 5g is such a powerhouse of a right. of a topic mm. you know and deep diving into what it means for 5g what are the possibilities that for me was a really really interesting area to go and research and ultimately display through the course yeah
0: and and don't forget and that's another one that becomes more important obviously if we're all working from home doesn't it exactly that's it right um, there's a couple of others that I that I thought we might share. We we're totally different so we've done a case study on Revolut. we've picked out top five emerging technologies. We also did a whole deep dive on the best way to survey your users to get insights to learn how to innovate Mark you spent many hours in SurveyMonkey what was the what was the, the aha moment around SurveyMonkey for you what's what's been that essential
1: thought that we really break down in bottom up? Well, I think you and I are probably pretty aligned on this. It's the value of a really, really good screener question. So you know that you're going to get mountains and mountains of respondents and answers from participants in your survey. And it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed by that. So the power of having a screener right up front so that you can cut this data in any which way and really delve into the insights after the survey's been completed you set that up at the beginning you are guaranteed for success you're guaranteed to try and find out what you're looking for so that's a really really big thing for me
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's um, uh, it's such a great tool, SurveyMonkey, and it expedites things. I mean, we've we've designed products uh, that have come uh, to us with uh, a global brief, maybe two, three, four, five or more markets, and literally we can turn around and, and grab insights out of each of those markets. And wasn't it wasn't amazing when we traveled from the U.K. to the U.S. and Australia how actually the product insights we did on a project were really different and the preferences were quite different. And it was through doing good surveys that we started to understand
1: that. And when we went into those markets, it really played out. Yeah, it's totally true. They're not immediately obvious when you're doing any normal survey. You've really got to get down into the detail and ask those really, really intriguing questions to understand those sort of nuances between People between countries, and yeah. you know that for me was 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 a great revelation. And, and digging around in Server Monkey, it's an amazing tool. It's great. We all know that the yeah. data visualization is fantastic, and that was a lot of good fun diving in there. So. You know, listen on on
0: both the Bottom Up podcast and on all of the courses, we cover design thinking, there's a case study on WeWork, rapid prototyping, the future of media, even, heaven forbid, like an entire uh, course on business innovation and how all those practices Uh, fit together and I'm very excited to announce that uh, soon we'll be launching our next course which is actually going to be another case study and we're going to go deep into the world of Zoom video and I don't think there could be a more timely breakdown on the practices of innovation, how they build a culture, the people they hire, how they build the product, their profit model and how they launch and market the organization and Zoom. They were doing good pre-COVID, and I think they're doing pretty huge post-COVID. So there is so much to get from the Bottom Up podcast. Uh, just pop on over to, to BottomUp.io. Um, what are you expecting, uh, Mark, when we get into Zoom? In, in when we launch that course real soon, what, I wonder what
1: we might expect to learn from Zoom video. Well, look, I mean, I'm intrigued as much as our listeners will be. There's so much coverage right now over video conferencing. And there's a lot of nervousness that naturally comes along with it. Privacy, we've got webcams everywhere. Obviously, it's a great tool to connect with family, friends, as well as colleagues around the world. There's no argument that it it doesn't work. It does. But naturally, these things always come with another side of the coin. And I'm looking forward to really That's getting right. yeah. Zoom to, to uncover well what are those concerns that people have and what are the business what's the business and the company doing about those issues, about those challenges that, that the public are giving them.
0: Yeah, and and look, I think one of their challenges will be can they defend their position mm. or will they just become a feature of Skype and Microsoft Teams Google Hangouts and yeah. and i think re- really looking forward to that and that's definitely on my mind as we prepare that course well, there you have it. Moonshots listeners, uh, it's been uh, over two years of our journey together and we've got a whole lot more. And if you can believe it, if we weren't busy enough, we've <laughs> also launched the Bottom Up podcast, which is the perfect companion. Uh, right, Mark? It's it's the, it's
1: the Batman and Robin combination, wouldn't you say? It, it is. And maybe one day we'll do an episode on how we fit all of this into our schedules <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's almost a case study in itself that's going to be so, a case
1: study in itself
0: yeah <laughs> uh, well listen um Mark thanks for, for getting together uh, it's I think we're both very excited to share bottom up with all our moonshots listeners because we think it's enormously helpful practical and it's a perfect companion to the inspiration of moonshots as you get all of that practical ways of working on bottomup.io so thanks to you Mark thanks to all our listeners on moonshots we hope you take up this uh, timely invitation this Friday uh, invitation. Just as we're in the midst of all this working from home that you know there's a tool there that you can jump into and get killer, really top-level, world-class courses for absolutely free. It's our little give back to uh, both
1: the world and especially to our Moonshots listeners. Mark, are you fired up? I'm so fired up. I'm going to log back in, do another couple of courses myself. <laughs> um, but I'm also going to plug into the podcast on my walk home and, and re listen to yeah. a lot of the loads. I'm very excited. So there, you, there you've got a bottom
0: up skills. You can find it at bottomup.io. And stay tuned, everyone, uh, because at the end of this episode of Moonshots, we are going to share with you one of the most recent episodes from the bottom up podcast, which is how the world of technology has five big picks and our first one is 5g networks and they are going to be huge so you can stay tuned and find out how 5g is going to rock your world thank you mark thank you to all our moonshots listeners this has been another episode of the moonshots podcast that's a wrap And welcome to the Bottom-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Parsons, and I am so glad to be sharing with you today some brand new skills for innovators. That's right. Today, we're reviewing the world of 5G networks. This is going to be big for anybody creating a new product or a service. And this is the first of five parts in our annual top five emerging technology keynote. Now, if you would like to get the full one hour keynote, you can do so at bottomup.io. I highly recommend you jump over there and get not only goodies about emerging technologies, but about design thinking, lean and agile, all the good stuff, all the modern day tools Of innovation. All right. So we're talking about 5G. I think this is going to have huge implications on how we build, create, design, develop new products and services. Let's get into 5G networks. Now, first of all, what are we talking about here? We're talking about fifth generation cellular technology. The most likely situation is that you're listening to this very podcast on perhaps a 4G, maybe a 3G cell connection. And this delivers some, you know, pretty remarkable speeds if you think about having broadband in your pocket. But wait for this, 5G, fifth-generation cellular technology, this is going to mean speeds of up to and including 100 times faster than 4G. This is massive, and no wonder there's some hype. But when we do our top five emerging technologies, we try to cut through all that hype, cut through all of the noise to find out what really matters. Now, if you ask me, like, why does 5G really matter? I think there's three big driving factors that are getting 5G on the list to talk about and why I've picked it as a top five emerging technologies for 2020. Number one, fifth generation cell networks are crucial parts of the mobile industry. Here's the thing. It works beautifully as another reason to upgrade. AT&T, Verizon, Vodafone, you name it, all the huge global networks need a reason for you to upgrade because we're on cycles now of every two to three years, we upgrade our device and we move into a new renewed contract. So often the mobile carrier will dangle a new device, a new feature, a new speed through the network as a reason to continue with them. So everybody's got hooked on this three-year rollover model. It has meant that we continually upgrade our iPhones. We continually upgrade our contracts with the mobile providers. So this is why it is getting so much hype. You will have seen in 2019, Everybody in the US, all those big cell providers desperately trying to shout and scream about 5G as a reason to stay on their network. So this is reason number one, that the hype is so big. Number two, totally different trajectory here, Huawei. A lot of concerns around a Chinese state-influenced organization providing the infrastructure for many modern Western governments and industries and economies. So no doubt, no matter where you are around the world, you've probably heard conversations, discussions, perhaps arguments about whether your government should approve the national 5G infrastructure should be provided in part or in whole by Huawei. And this has caused a lot of conversation. This is an essential part of the whole business economy of the mobile business. We've got huge government security concerns coming up through Huawei. And lastly, something that's a little bit more off the radar but is super important why the hype is so big is some of the health concerns that exist around 5G. Without doubt, there's certainly some concerns around radiation and the different radio waves that 5G users in order to get those super fast, adrenalized speeds. So that's why the hype is happening. First thing I want to give you, though, after all of that, to cut through it all, is a number that matters. And if there was one single number that is going to make the point of why 5G is going to be so big... It's the Qualcomm forecast that in 2020, there will be 200 million active users of 5G. That's not 2021. It's not 2025. They're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this year. But Huawei, not to be outdone, they've actually counted that and said they believe that China alone will have 200 million 5G network users in 2020. Look, it really doesn't matter who you're going to believe the truth here is that so much infrastructure has already been put in place the handsets are coming in 2020 it's going to be fireworks and 5g is definitely one of our big picks for 2020 so just lastly to wrap up pros and cons well without doubt what's the real benefit here for the user experience we always bring things back to the user and I think that finally, the promise of these rich services and experience delivered either in a remote or a virtual capacity will be able to happen with 5G. People won't need fiber to the home if they have a 5G device. People will be able to have great services like telemedicine, remote working. This could be really huge for 2020, particularly with all the remote working and work from home that has kicked off in the first part of the year. I mentioned earlier if there's a con to this whole thing, there's some real concerns around radiation, around all the different radio frequencies that are used here. I mean, the only way they can get these speeds is to get busy on a number of different frequencies with a lot of throughput. We heard stories in both the Netherlands and Japan of birds mysteriously dying around 5G towers. So yeah, there is a bit to be worried about. There's a lot of conjecture and conversation there, but the real impact here is regardless of the pros and the cons, one truth remains, 5G is going to be absolutely huge in 2020. So if you want to know more about 5G, if you want to get the masterclass, if you want to download the whole keynote, or if you want to know about anything else that's an essential skill for an innovator, hop over to bottomup.io and get all the goodies there. I'm your host, Mike Parsons. It was great having you on the show today. We'll see you next time.